Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, ladies. Hello, hello, hello. We are in a room together. It feels very special. Reunited. With a nice little beverage. A gorgy little drink, vodka, which is not my drink of choice after many throwing up teenage nights. But beggars can't be choosers, can they? I'm kind of getting back on vodka. I'm kind of just off alcohol in general lately, which we have talked about. But we have noticed for the pot we need to be lit. <laughs> or it's just no fun. Yeah, we just drink. But it's. do you know what it is? It's because when we have a drink and we're sitting down, it's like it's like when I go for a walk, I need to be going for a walk to a place. I need to go for a walk to get a coffee. Or I need mm-hmm. to go for a walk to look at a vintage shop, mm-hmm. even if I don't want to, because I hate the activity. And it's like when we sit down to do the pod, I need to like drink in my hand so it feels like we're sitting down having, which is obviously the premise of the entire podcast. No, so it feels jolly. Yeah, it feels it's, jolly. It's, it's also yeah. like the other thing is we can't, the reason I need a drink is because we can't eat while we oh, do man. it. So I'm like, I want to like go out for a meal myself. with you and, and eat and chat, but we can't. So we have to get lit. There's that no would other be option. So, it would actually be so nice to do that as a podcast, but food, like eating noises are just so dis- disgusting well i mean it, it is kind of well it is like the premise of jesse weir's yeah how do podcast. they get around that because you never hear them chewing they must behind the scenes be like we're not recording the chewing no but now i think i think they the guest goes round for dinner and they maybe record i don't know i can't i haven't listened to it in ages with or with that thought in mind but i'm pretty sure they like record the guest arriving and they maybe have like a pre-dinner drink mm-hmm. and then they might have dinner and then keep recording yeah, or something. exactly it must be structured that way it's like how they say in movies you'll never notice in movies people never eat and talk mm. because it's just impossible to do that in a way that makes conversation flow yeah in a movie so i've had to be banned from all i can't even have 
when we were having palomas and I would have a grapefruit in my drink and then we'd be staring at it the whole time and Grace zoned out like hypnotized (laughs) by the grapefruit segment and I'd be like listen I just had some special figs which are my favorite fruit in the entire world I didn't know that about you we learned I didn't know that about me either I don't think I like I think about figs is which I actually think is also true of avocados but you can tell more with avocados I only like them when they're perfect Yes. Like the variance is so high that like a slightly overripe fig I hate. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So I didn't I didn't know that I liked them either, but I think it's because I don't know if they're are they a big thing in Australia and New Zealand. Are figs big there? I feel like they're um, like luxurious in Australia and New Zealand. Like I just, we don't have them. Around. Yeah, so I don't yeah. think I had ever had one basically. Also, because I was scared of like most fruit because I used to hate watermelon. Same. And I thought that now every like fruit including mango, one of my other favorite fruits in the entire world, was a watermelon kind of relative. Every fruit was... So I avoided... I just avoided anything that looked semi-tropical because I was like, I'm not fucking going there. (laughs) Don't fuck with me. Today, so like rock melon, yuck, honey melon, all those fucking rock things. I agree. Yeah, all melons. I've had a sudden like about turn on melons and I can't get enough. Same. I've got two melons in my fridge, not to brag. A little, you can buy little watermelons and then you chop them up. And I made a salad. It's so cute. It's so, so cute. Yeah. And I made it the watermelon salad. Yes. And I Googled Kate Middleton watermelon salad, which is sick. Sorry to, this is like a preamble to our queen conversation. But I felt like a colonizer by you. <laughs> <laughs> what eating this watermelon salad that kate middleton apparently like makes every day and quote unquote finds delicious what is in it it's so yum it's watermelon feta yes um cucumber red onions they, it was meant to be Some, mint i put in coriander yes okay so so olive oil something we've pepper. made that as well the watermelon Lime. feta mint yes. situation i can't remember what else so delicious yeah same i now like watermelon but yeah when we were in away in italy they obviously are just so lucky with their produce there and Mm -hmm. everything was just so delicious and so fresh and i was eating figs all day every day so it was so special to come back to london and pay 400 pounds per fig for a single little fig but it's it's just all about the experience um okay lots on the agenda so on emmys we'll start with emmys even though they just always like kind of boring but what I found crazy about the Emmys is I felt like I'd stepped back in time. I was like, wait, didn't all these shows come out? Like, I was so confused by it. I was like, wait, is this currently happening right now? Because Squid Game won a bunch of stuff. And I was like, did Squid Game not come out like four years ago? I literally never watched Squid Game, which is crazy. I think I've only watched like the I don't first know couple of why episodes. I just forgot. I need to put that on tonight. Yes. But don't, yeah. you, don't you feel like it didn't come out? In the right time. In yeah. last I- year? I feel like we all watched it in the pandemic, but I don't know. Pandemic is That never freaked ending. me out. And then, like, it was like Squid Game, Killing Eve, Succession. They, I was like, Ted Lasso. I was like, didn't all these shows come out years and years ago? I just felt confused. But it turned out they all just had, like, new seasons. Ted Lasso won, like, everything. Really? Have yeah. you seen it? No. Mm. It won... I don't want to watch it out of spite. There's a footage of Ch- Jason Sudeikis winning and. Everyone's up and clapping and Selena Gomez just sits and looks him up and down. Really? I feel like she's quite cool. I think she just doesn't give a fuck because she's so famous. Yeah. I think Selena Gomez is cool. Um, I will say, even though I haven't seen Ted Lasso, 
I was very glad to see like a female director win best director, but it beat this Barry episode that Bill Hader directed, which is like scandalous because it's that episode is like better than most movies. Really? So I was outraged by that. Succession won obviously a bunch of stuff and this the showrunner Jesse Armstrong made a dig at King Charles. Jesse Armstrong. The su- is that the succession? It's Jeremy Strong. It's oh. confusing. I okay. know. I've made the same mistake. Yeah, he made a joke like big week for successions. <laughs> which I was like, okay. But then he said That's kind of funny. But then he said but at least you had, we had to – at least people voted to give us our award or something. He'd get arrested if he was in the UK I know, saying that. Literally. Wow. Um, Zendaya won again. Very well earned. Yeah. She's, she's such so a good, good actress. Absolutely crazy. She also looked gorgeous. She looked amazing. Yeah, the red carpet was, like, in general kind of underwhelming. But I think just the guest list was quite random. Not random, but just, like, Al not Our fanning looks people. really cute. Yes. I will never just not think Sydney Sweeney is random. <laughs> Every time what I was see she her, wearing? Why was she she's wearing? wearing like literally something my mum would wear on the red carpet. <laughs> we can say that now because she's a MAGA, MAGA queen. Yeah. yeah, this, yeah, great, like nuts. Oh, because of White Lotus, she was there. Mm. I, and, and, and Jennifer Coolidge won. I don't know what happened. I missed like the scandal around that, but I saw Evan Ross Katz going off on Instagram about the Emmys saying she was like homophobic or something. And then they like cut off her speech, but I, I don't know if they cut off her speech. I'm basically just like, I didn't see a very bad rumor mill, but, but Evan Ross Katz was just like, what the fuck? I love her so much. Like that's an absolute joke. And then they also cut off her speech from me because she spoke too long. And then she did like a cute little dance to like, yeah, I've to the music. Maybe he was saying it was homophobic that they cut, cut her, her off because it, yeah. she started talking and like a meet. They all made jokes about it because they get up. By the time they get up and people have well wished them and they stand up, they have a timer. And like every single person who won who was like, the timer says I have 23 seconds. So like, ah, and got off. And really? she just said, fuck off, no, I'm just going to talk and talk and talk. And then the music got louder and louder really? and louder. And she just started dancing. Oh my God, I love her. It was great. She's she's so iconic. It she's, was, she I'm so happy she won. A queen. I wonder if Jennifer Coolidge would ever come on the pod. I feel like if she knew us she understood the vibe she would i'm gonna email her right Right, now yeah not right now but i'm writing a note to do it right now because i've learned with my adhd that notes must be made email the jennifer coolidge and murray bartlett one the guy who's was his was he eating ass or did someone eat his ass on the show on white lotus oh i can't remember but he won and i feel like he won for that scene yeah iconic um those were the main takeaways otherwise pretty underwhelming not that much to report yeah i'm just scrolling through the red carpet now um and yeah agree not too much to report i feel like everything that was everyone that looked amazing i've already seen all over instagram justice for insecure which i'm assuming didn't win anything Oh, yeah. On its final season. They usually love to give uh, final season shows Emmys as well, but I think it was like a really intense category this year for that one. 
Because it's a comedy. That's so true. Yeah. So Jean's smart one for hacks. And I know hacks is meant to be amazing. But like you say, normally they just give like a full sweep to a really great show in its final season. Mm. That seems a bit off to me. Yeah. And Issa looked ridiculously gorgeous on the red carpet. Did you see that? Sorry. We're just like, it's a pre. I'm just jumping in with more royal stuff. Did you see that Mick cancelled the pod? Obviously, I guess it makes sense because she's like... She would get so slammed if yeah, she put she, it out. Yeah, if she carried it on. But it's like, it's obviously pre-recorded. Do you think it was with Issa Rae? I don't know what it was. It, but she's, she's pretty like good with timing. Out. I reckon she, it was Issa Rae this week to coincide with the Emmys because she assumed she'd win heaps of Emmys. Yeah. Um, okay. Basically, right after we recorded last week's Patreon ep, more, of course, Don't Worry Darling drama happened. I heard the other day a friend of mine was like, I'm so consumed by all of this, but none of my other friends care. Really? And I was like, what? I can't imagine a world where someone doesn't care about this. But if there are any <laughs> listeners that don't care, don't worry. Don't, don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. This, this is all <laughs> you'll hear until literally this time next week because we would have seen. Wait, is it next week or the week after that we would have seen it? Oh, the week after. Yes. We would have seen it. But, yeah, basically right after we recorded the Patreon episode, that huge Olivia Wilde Vanity Fair profile dropped. My condolences to that writer who did the interview with Olivia Wilde in July, like back in July in Mm -hmm. London, and then literally everything changed from July on. They did such a great job. Such a great rewrite. But imagine that. Imagine writing that huge profile for the cover of Vanity Fair. Yes. And then... All of this stuff happening. And watching it happen. And you're having to rework it and rework it and rework it. You would just be like, I want to die. That's what I'm curious about is obviously it would have gone to print. So there would be a completely different article in the print magazine. That's what I want to read because I want to see like what all the shit that they had to change. But it was so up to date when it came out. It had all the stuff about Came out two days after um, Venice Film Festival. That girl would have, or guy, I actually can't remember, I assume it's a girl, would have been writing up until the wire up yeah. until like one minute before it was published yeah yeah so the sell is it's venice premiere may have captivated the internet for all the wrong reasons no harry styles didn't spit on chris pine but it's fierce fucking tough director is proud of the film it's cast starting with the astounding florence Pugh, her career her kids and the choices she's made following her split with jason sudeikis i'm like that is the juiciest fucking sentence i've ever read in my life like <laughs> so much hook this article that. to my veins are you joking i loved this article it was Same. by far like the best obviously because it addressed a lot of the rumors in part but i think it really captured it definitely captured her i think in a a fair way, but I, I also honestly, my first reaction coming out of it is I felt a bit ashamed about how we'd all been acting about the Don't Worry Darling stuff. Yeah. It obviously really, I think they said that a source said that she was really upset by like the circus of, of it course. and she hadn't posted anything on Instagram. And I was like, God, it's just really sad to just knowing how much time and energy it takes to make a film, especially as like a woman to have done all of that and be finally trying to celebrate it and enjoy it. And it's just like your boyfriend's treating it like it's a joke. The whole internet doesn't give a fuck. Everyone Chris hates Pine you. Chris Pine. Sitting. Yeah. <laughs> he was sitting beside her and put his sunglasses on for the entire film. Yeah. That's, like, that's crazy behavior. But I'm also like, that's crazy behavior. So there's obviously a reason. Because you. Yes. They also know that. And yes. they're causing it, this drama. They also know what their actions are going to like. 
the the result of their actions like him putting his glasses on for the whole movie obviously people are going to find out about that even like Gemma Chan who obviously like Florence Pugh and Chris Pine have such stellar reputations just put up some pictures of her outfit and she literally was like wearing custom Louis Vuitton she put up three posts one with Chris Pine and nowhere anywhere did she reference like the movie don't worry darling working with Olivia Wilde being happy about the film like it was literally you wouldn't even know that that's what she was on the red carpet for and then Florence Pugh was like oh my god obsessed with you love heart love heart love like it's there's a real thing happening which we obviously have known this whole time but it made me feel bad for Olivia Wilde because like god she's just out here like fighting a hundred million people completely on her own Mm. um but like you say, it's that's just good PR, I guess, because we don't know the backstory. Yeah, I mean, same. It made me feel it was obviously it was a well written piece, but it was definitely a puff piece for her. Mm-hmm. Um, in the way they, yeah, in the way they addressed things, and the way they kind of spoke of her, she presented herself really well. And I don't know, I don't know what she's like as a person or whatever, but it's just odd that. But Florence, at least Florence Pugh put up the post, that Instagram about the film. I was Mm -hmm. surprised about that. And it does genuinely look like they're clapping at each other in the standing ovation. And then Harry's face. Did you see that? I like rewatched the video the other day. And when Florence turns back, when they're doing the standing ovation, when the film's finish, everyone's clapping. Olivia Wilde is like clapping in her direction, like fully with her hands facing Florence. And Florence like sees that and then kind of claps back in her Mm. direction. And then Harry Styles literally goes... Like that, like oh my left, God, he's right, so left, annoying. right. He's so annoying. Oh, he's pissing me off. I know. And then at my policeman, the premiere with Emma Corrin, who looked like a fucking angelic angel. Absolutely amazing. Sent from the heavens above. He know, he knows how to be charm. He's super charming. He knows how to put it on. And he was just like completely switched off for Don't Worry Darling. I'm like, either they've broken up. I don't know what's going on, but I would be really fucked off if that was my boyfriend. Same. He literally scoffed when Olivia Wilde was answering the question about Shia. And it's like, maybe he was scoffing at the question. I don't know, but it just didn't look good. And then with Emma Corrin, Mm. he's literally like following them around, floating the Mew Mew cape to the heavens. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, I think she should drop him. She re-said the Jason Sudeikis thing in almost the Vanity Fair profile well, almost though. word for word I was like mm. yeah, <laughs> she I was obviously like really pissed off that week that like she did all these interviews yeah um that has obviously been buried by all of the other stuff um and I think her explanation she obviously didn't go into too much detail about the Miss Flow thing but I do feel like her, ex- her explanation kind of squared with what I assumed had happened to a certain extent when we talked about it which is that it was this was a source that said this, right? Oh, was it? Yeah, so it was like Olivia Wilde kind of Olivia Wilde said again that she fired him. Yes. And then and then obviously all the videos and stuff's been released since. And then it was like a source close to production says it's like basically a bit of both. Mm-hmm. So they said Florence he was he was upset about the lack of rehearsal time and therefore Florence was like thought was a bit weirded out by his intensity. Mm-hmm. And then what Shia doesn't know is that Florence behind the scenes said to Olivia, like, you need to pick one of us. Mm-hmm. And Olivia picked Flo, but then let Shia think he was quitting, basically. 
to yes. just like save his ego. And that's, that makes sense. That's I was like, I'm sure that happens all the time in lots of corporate environments, but especially Hollywood where it's yeah, so much about ego, so much about like saving face. And then he leaked all his texts to Florence. It's like, stop, dude. He's a like, obviously, as well. like I just don't. Also, obviously, she's not going to text you back and go, "Hey, yeah, I like, this is I find you really creepy, yeah. and I've told my director that I find you really uncomfortable." Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, she's just going to text him back and be like, "Yeah." She wasn't even saying much. Yes, but yeah, yes. So I think, yeah, I think the thing that makes me sad is I think there's been like this huge discussion and drama and i actually think that the internet cycle is so insane that by the time the film actually comes out there'll be like a very small peak in people talking about it again and then it will just kind of die out and that it won't do particularly well at the box office and that this will have had quite like lasting impacts on olivia wilde's like credibility in terms of her career massively which just makes me feel a bit sad even though i don't know all the context. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, I think, did you say this on the pod or did we not say it on the pod? But basically, I completely missed or completely zoned out about the rumor that I've now reheard that um, at the start of the film, Flo and Harry were bussing. And that's where, like, most of this, or where a lot of this comes from, is that Flo and Harry were bussing. And then he started bussing Olivia. And that would make sense as to why you wouldn't want to be friends with her. I mean, you'd be really pissed <laughs> off and you wouldn't want to yeah. talk to him either. I mean, yeah, that was a Jumois blind a while ago. Right. That I think, I think we maybe talked about it maybe on the Patreon and said that it just didn't feel correct. Mm. But if you've heard it again from someone that's not like a... No, it's just been like floating, like even uh, Polyester, I haven't listened to their podcast, but they did a Don't Worry Darling episode and i saw on instagram that they wrote that they were just like that flow was bussing harry i was like hmm. Hmm. here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, on to all the drama in the UK at the moment. R.I.P. Queen. Yeah, so last week Queen Elizabeth died, age 96. Um, 
I was like quite stoked that we were in Greece when it happened because I was like, I really don't want to deal with people being fucking weirdos in the UK or like, I don't know, I just thought the UK would be really intense and everyone would be being crazy. And I think the, I think it's actually been more normal publicly than I than I would have thought here because we, we came back like the next day. Yeah. But I then really, the like yeah. actual government stuff has been fucking crazy. Totally. I was, so I was in... I was on the train to meet someone for dinner basically because of our pod episode about this. I was like prepped and ready about Operation London Bridge. Like I fully all the forgotten about it. We talked about all the stuff. Yeah. And basically there was obviously it had come out that she was very sick. But then um, Zach's friend, uni's friend, works in parliament and said, no, she's fully dead and has been for like a while and this is all part of the protocol is like everything has to be lined up and people have to be told and things have to be everything has to be in place before the public can officially announce it Mm. so i don't think it's like that big a conspiracy but i think she passed away like a while before it was announced to the public so i was obviously kind of aware that it had happened but when it was actually announced that she died i was on the tube and i really thought there would be like a someone would say it on the like someone would say it on the train and people would all react or something. But like, honestly, if you didn't know, you would not have known. I went to a restaurant. No one was talking about it. No one gave a fuck. Went to a bar afterwards. No one was talking. Like there was no on the street feeling of anything. Yeah. And then even though there's been like, even the next day, I think some shops have like pictures of her in the window or something, but there certainly isn't this on the street, weird public feeling. I think as a rule, people are kind of like, uh. <laughs> yeah also she's like 96 years old it's not like it's, it's not the same feeling as when someone like princess diana dies and it's yes. like this horrible tragedy <laughs> yes um there was like goblin energy on the streets on saturday like you know when you just like we walked into Natura and like someone like dropped a baguette and then two other baguettes fell and then someone like spilled <laughs> a coffee and like that was we we're like what is going on like there's a cursed energy around yeah everyone was unsettled by king, king charles charlie king charlie the third and then i saw a meme being like how are we only at king charlie when we're already at charlie xx <laughs> team charlie the third have you seen that footage of him like dancing in africa in the 80s and everyone oh. was like queen charles the third because he was like fully getting down with some like locals no but last time um, i saw he he's just it's funny because i think obviously like this has been an interesting conversation since the queen died mm-hmm. because i think what she put out there and what she wanted everyone to believe was that she's like this sweet little grandma with her dogs, which she stopped breeding. Did you know, or is this, did I make this up? She stopped breeding them because she didn't want any to live beyond her death. I love her. She's like Barbra Streisand. No, Grace, she's fucking evil. I so don't she, think she's evil. Okay, we'll talk. Let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> to be least okay, so, so essentially I think that she wanted the public like, to not believe that they had any power or any influence. I think her death has proven that they massively do. Everything's getting cancelled. Like, the the, me, the the ties that the Crown has to, like, the media, they're not... BBC and stuff aren't allowed to run anything else for, like, a 10-day mourning period. All the events in parks are getting cancelled. Hackney Carnival, which is, like, a celebration of Caribbean culture, is cancelled. Uh, London Fashion Week where all of these young designers are like paid so much money time energy all being cancelled and it's just like interesting because I think also the way the queen positioned herself was as like yes this lovable 
grandma, but she is literally like the most famous face of colonization in the world. And like, sure, that was her ancestors and she didn't do heaps herself, but she did do a lot of bad things that like we fully have forgotten about. Like when Kenya wanted independence and she literally locked Kenyans in uh, concentration camps. And then like two years ago, paid two million pounds for Prince Andrew's legal fees <laughs> as a pedo. And there's like so many things like that. But also I think the reason we think of her as being like quite chill and not having that much to do with it is because of the world changing, not so much the monarchy changing. Like she was already losing power. Um, so I'm like losing my breath. <laughs> oh. No, I, I, mean, I agree with you on like, like, I don't know about the Kenyan concentration camps, but I agree with you on like everything you're saying. I think that what's happened in the last week is this, like, I think the two sides of the conversation that's happening online where people are saying like, she's an evil colonizer. And then people are saying she didn't actually colonize. Like it's, it's kind of, there's an easy answer to both options, which is that like, she, which is easily explained if you think of the royal family as like a business that she was the CEO of. <laughs> it's like yeah. her being the CEO of like BP oil, and and it's like I guess a bad example because they're actively doing more fucked up stuff. But she's the face of this 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 business, this company, this corporation that, like you say, is the face of this endless history of the evils of colonization, which has all of these like ramifications for people all over the world right now. It's so understandable that like people of color just do not want to fucking engage in this huge, insane kind of farce of glo- like of mourning. If the people yeah. that love the queen want to, they can't, but I agree like enforcing everyone to abide by it by 10 days is kind of nuts. It was really interesting, like talking to Zach about it, after it happened because because my family's English my grandfather especially is like very pro-monarchist on your mum's side right on my mum's side because your dad's Irish my dad's Irish yeah so is he anti-monarchy he just doesn't care yeah <laughs> um yeah but I feel like most exactly there's a huge like northern Irish thing that fucking hates what the queen represents yeah because it, and that was like the, that was so the queen long. too yeah it's like a, her there's no question that like I think what, so basically Zach and I have this conversation where I have a lot of feelings of just through my own experience growing up, like goodwill towards the queen because of like a certain amount of, I guess, quote unquote, like propaganda, but also a certain amount of stuff that is just rooted in reality, which is that she took this mantle of like the modern monarchy, which doesn't really seem to have a, a, a place anymore and decided to transform it into something that was very much about public service, duty, charities, dedicating herself, like literally up until she died to like supporting causes that have palpable effects on people's lives. I don't think any of that stuff is not true. And I think pretending it's not true is silly, but it doesn't equal out all of the other things. I think that's what people are struggling to come to terms with. It's like two things are true at once, which is that she herself as just a lady, if you met her was like a nice lady that did spend a lot of time doing these things day to day when she could have just fucked off and lived in a palace and whatever. And at the same time, she represents an institution and was an active part of an institution that has done horrendous things to people around the globe for a really long time. And we just have to 
be able yeah. to sit with both, but I don't have to like obsess over her or lavish her with praise. But I think people seem to be wanting to cancel out every possible good thing she could have ever done, which is what's getting some people riled up or say that like, like that lecturer, she should have an excruciating death for like the blood she spilt, which people are like, that also doesn't feel yeah. right either. Yeah, 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 fully. I don't think people should be like reveling in someone dying. Yes. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Um, but I do think that like a lot of what you're saying with the good stuff is like, as you say, it's a business, it's a branding exercise. Like mm. it looks really good. And all of the things that were happening behind the scenes are just like so little known, but also so fucked up. Like she, all of the gold and the jewels of like mm-hmm. the fucking, what's it called? Cheer? What? Throne? Throne? Yeah, crown. <laughs> Sounds yeah. so like old school. Yeah. That she sits on is worth four billion pounds and all of that is stolen jewels from mm. like countries they colonized. It's like blood diamonds and stuff. And she like refuses, she refused to let the palace be searched for stolen artifacts They've evaded tax for like ever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's a lot of the stuff I think like, sure, she can be a nice woman herself, but at the same time, didn't really do much to like help with all the bad shit that happened literally right before she was on the crown. And like, even when she was on the crown, there was more bloodshed. Like obviously Northern Ireland is one example that we just talked about, but like, and the, I think a lot of people also affiliate her with being, um, like the person who kind of she created the commonwealth so they like the crown withdrew as much rule over like the countries they colonized so people associate her with that as in kind mm-hmm. of like de yeah people call her a decolonizer is like fucking insane yeah, yeah but it's like that's because all the countries basically when she came into power she came into power in such a fuck time because all of the countries were like rebelling against the crown and like wanting their independence so for a way for them to like maintain some power that all like the Commonwealth and stuff was all set up. Um, but I agree. I'm not like, I'm, I'm just like, obviously uh, the, the British came and invaded New Zealand and like killed all my ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I, the queen and the way the palaces branded themselves is like, I didn't even directly associate her with that. Mm-hmm. And then like seeing all these conversations or like, Obviously, I've known that for years and with, like, BLM and stuff was an interesting just, like, wake-up call to all of that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was just – it's just funny when people are, like, she is literally – like, even if she didn't do anything, she's, yes. she is the CEO of, like, colonization. Yeah, she's the, fa- she's the face yeah. of the brand. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah, exactly, 100%. And um, I think it's – I personally can't really think of, like, a logistical – Logistic, like a logical reason to still have a monarchy. No, I think it's, it's crazy, ridiculous. I think it's even if it is ceremonial and it is blah blah blah, and even if like I think you know Charles came across very well when he spoke, and I think that he did. You see the pen? The pen was so funny. It made me like love him. <laughs> no, but that's so naughty because it's like it obviously shows that he's he's like really rude. That's what I get like when I'm like. I know, same, obviously, but like, like, fuck off, just fuck off. Like, I know, but you can't, it's crazy that like in that first address, so there's this, there's like this video basically where like, I don't know, he's like pissed off that there's, it was one moment where he was pissed off that he wasn't handed a pen and then he was pissed off that the pens were still on the table when he was signing this thing. And what, I don't know, I was going to say this earlier before we started on this chat was like what it shows, what the queen was so good at was like never showing how she felt. So yes. never getting involved in politics, never, ever, ever showing like 
anger or upset or whatever and like not swaying in any way and and print king charles whatever the fuck um can't even go through one speech without like showing his emotions yeah so it's just like that's kind of worrying for like the future of kind of democracy i guess because he has stronger opinions on things like politics i think that like yeah i think i think that it's such a people obviously debating this a lot it does seem like it's such a ceremonial role i don't personally believe that like i think the royals their influence is just so smoke and mirrors like it's just so based on the perception of them being influential but like how do they have to if it's nothing what are they saying to the prime minister every single week that's so random it is random the prime minister not busy to like meet up with the queen if she has like nothing to say and no like i think the queen from what i understand had insights and opinions based on a very she kept a real kind of attention attention on and thought about and spoke a lot about what was happening in the world but my feeling is and i genuinely believe this it could be me being naive that with someone like liz trust for example who i think seems quite weird but is a kind of anti-monarchist going back to her like uni years I, I truly believe in this day and age that if the Queen or Prince Charles spoke to a Prime Minister in any way, tried to sway their decision-making, A, they wouldn't do it because, like, nothing is at stake. They can't fire the Prime Minister. They can't get involved. You know what I mean? It's just all so ceremonial. Mm. And B, that they would tell people, that they would leak it to the press or they would discuss it because I think that it, I think it really is just a ceremonial thing that everyone agrees to do because a portion of people find that it's a nod to British history that some people still find quite endearing and a link to the past and they think it's a big part of British culture the pomp and circumstance and the crown and the ceremonies and all that weird stuff um I I think that's the only reason it exists is almost like a novelty which is why I feel like it's not relevant anymore. I think if we want to make peace with, yeah, the history of British colonialism, like fawning over these people that have done nothing except happen to be born (laughs) into, you know, it's just so at odds with like everything that our culture appreciates that I find it bizarre. But I'm also aware of the hypocrisy of us saying the royals are fucked now that the queen's dead saying the royals are fucked everything the royal family represents is is hideous and horrible when we've all spent the last 10 years obsessing over or 20 years obsessing over princess diana and then obsessing over kate and william and then obsessing over prince harry and then obsessing over harry and Meghan. like we do engage in it (laughs) yeah but what it represents when you get down to the core of it is just fucked and like not relevant yeah but it is how do you it is so insane that people are getting like for something being ceremonial, people are literally getting arrested. It's nuts. Arrested on the streets as if it's like the 1600s. A 22-year-old woman was charged for holding and abolish the monarchy sign in Edinburgh. She was charged with in connection with breaching the peace. And another guy was arrested in Oxford after asking simply who elected him. People, yeah, like you can't that, have an... That's, that's insane. That's like not... That's no, that's insane, yeah. Not saying they don't have power. I feel like it's like... If you even stand up and say, like, we don't want this, you're literally thrown in jail. It's crazy. It actually feels like Game of Thrones. (laughs) It's crazy. What is up with this? I think it's crazy, but I also think part of that is, like, 
overzealous police officers who just didn't know what to do in that situation because it was so that I think as far as I understand those things that happened were like during processions where everyone was standing and like it was quiet and then people started like yelling stuff out while it was a quiet thing. I, I don't think if I just walked around on the street now with an abolish the monarchy sign, I'd be like arrested and thrown in jail. I think the police didn't know what to do because it was such a bizarre situation. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I've always felt like the King Charles thing is going to throw the whole question of why the monarchy exists up in the air because there's just so little like goodwill towards him. Mm-hmm. And even now people are being like, Oh great King Charles, but it's, it, it's not a genuine feeling of like warmth towards Is him. Is anyone being like great King Charles? Um, I've seen a bit of like, I, I found it weird the way people seem to be kind of into him a little bit. After. Online? Yeah. Like, I don't know, even just like on TikTok and Twitter, I saw a lot, like not genuinely like loving him, but like a lot of jokey things about him, like being a dancing queen in Africa or like funny right. shit that he's done through the years. Like whatever. It just felt being a dancing queen in Africa is just literally like so cursed. But that's what I mean. I like I don't know. I just feel yeah. like I haven't seen as much like negativity around him as I thought I would. Um speaking of I don't even I thought we were speaking of Prince Andrew, but we weren't. Uh Prince Andrew has been given so Prince Andrew has been given an exception and gets to wear his army, like, what is it? The royal yeah, military, military yeah. uniform to the funeral. And Prince Harry wasn't, so he doesn't get to wear it. <laughs> Are they joking? I The Prince Andrew stuff, I just cannot get my fucking head around at all. Two like, million pounds to cover for him, like, two years ago. It was more, wasn't it? I thought his settlement was $12 million. Uh, yeah. It's it's sick. Like, I... It, I Again, it's like, this is what's so fucked is like, I understand the queen as like a mother who was literally born in like 1904, not completely having a great grip and comprehension of like the nuances of sexual politics in this day and age and wanting to protect her dirtbag son as the sovereign of a country who has all this taxpayers money, letting him anywhere near any public thing is fucking sick mm. at the same time as you're like questioning whether or not Harry and Meghan should be allowed to stuff because they deign to say that the royal institution is racist which it obviously obviously is like it's it's so sick him being there is fucking gross makes me sick every time i see him she was also the one that wrote in that clause about um them hiring no people of color in the palace yeah they or they like got it was they got around like british equality laws yeah in the palace or something yeah so fucked so fucked um so yeah basically meg and harry obviously were in the UK when this happened and then they well it was only Harry that went to Balmoral where so she according died. to Omid Scobie who I feel like they need to just stop talking to I just feel like he <laughs> I just feel like he's got too much of a reputation as their like their little mouthpiece <laughs> now that yeah. I feel like it just it looks bad whenever he comes out with like close to the source what did he say he said that Harry was told, which I thought again was like really rough. Edward fucking Andrew, William, was it just those three? And Sophie, Edward's wife, I think, all got to go on a private jet to fly to Balmoral really quickly. And Harry wasn't told until after they'd left and had to get make his way there on his own. And then he got there after she died. That's really sad. Which I feel like is really mean. That's crazy. And so he was going to go with Megan because obviously she was there. And apparently Charles told her Megan wasn't welcome. Told 
Harry and Meghan wasn't welcome and Harry was going to arc up about it, but then someone told him that Kate was staying back as well, which is the only reason Meghan agreed to stay. So he agreed to go, but by the time he got there, it was too late and she died. Yeah, that's really sad. And because they were all filming, which is like, everyone's crazy. All the press were outside the gate, so they filmed Harry speeding in when he thought she was still alive. Mm. And then he got there at 8 p.m. and she'd already died and he left before 8 a.m. the next morning. And like Charles, William, everyone was at the house. Wow. So he obviously just stayed on his own and didn't see them and just left first thing. It's really sad. Yeah, and then – William and Kate and Megan and Harry did that walkabout mm-hmm. and the fucking videos of people's reactions to Megan make me sick. Same. Like and she looked so nervous. Like she the, looked so nervous. She looked so upset. She obviously doesn't want to be doing that. The bravery of her to go out and face the British public yeah. at that time where everyone's all like emotional and blah, 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 whatever about the queen and to put on a brave face and just sit and smile and do it is like more than 99% of people could actually cope with. Yeah. And so like there's this video that of of cuz they're all also just like walking along and shaking people's hands and there's this video of Megan walking along trying to shake anyone's hand and all these people just like ignoring her or giving her like the side eye. Giving her a side like literally turning away from her as she extends her hand like fuck you. That's so crazy. So disrespectful and horrible. And like, who are these? Yeah, who yeah. Are these who people? do you think you are? Like, who are literally. These people as well, that I'm like, not to be rude, but like, get up at the crack of dawn and like, go stand to like eat, give Meghan Markle the evil. Yeah, like it's. It reminds me of the Jelena fans. Oh my god! You know, it's like just yeah. go to the like Met Gala to like abuse Haley Bieber. Yeah. I'm like, like how fucking sad and depraved is your like personal life? <laughs> But, yeah, I felt so bad for her. I thought she handled it so gracefully. She looked so beautiful and poised and handled it incredibly well. I think the reason that they did that, it felt so random, but I think the reason they did it was so that the actual funeral wouldn't be mired in conversations about, like, oh, my God, Harry and William together have Meghan and Kate's, but, like, they just wanted to get it out of the way. So everyone had talked about it and it happened and the press had had their photos and then the funeral could just be about the Queen. Oh, true. Yeah. That makes complete sense. I think that's why. Um, but yeah, now we're in like this literal 10 day mourning period officially. How and are you coping? <laughs> and they're trying to cancel all of the events. And I just like, I know this, this seems, this is the thing. It seems frivolous because it's just fashion week, but like two young designers who have put so much time, energy, effort, money like it costs so much money to put a fashion show on. They would have, yeah, got sponsorships all lined up. The British Fashion Council were essentially trying to cancel it, even though it doesn't actually say in the morning period that you have to cancel it at all. It doesn't say like anything about these specific events. Like they can go ahead, mm-hmm. but they were basically trying to cancel it to avoid like Daily Mail headlines of people swatting about at Fashion Week because people love making fun of people for liking fashion or or treating fashion as like a proper industry mm-hmm. um but now some and then burberry pulled out which then prompted like basically all these other shows to question whether they're pulling out and i'm glad it's going ahead but obviously people are just gonna it's just i just feel for like the stress imagine that imagine ho- hosting your first ever fashion show in a week's time and the queen the literal queen dying 
I know. I, I feel the same. I think especially now there's the cost of living crisis, there's this energy crisis, there's this yeah. Yeah. on the brink of a recession, like small business. I just – the thing I think as well about it is, you know, the Queen obviously – for all that we've said, and maybe I'm the only one of the two of us that feels like this, but she represents a huge amount of British history and British culture um, in this way that I think is very, very meaningful to a lot of people. And I think that London Fashion Week, like they cancelled the, the premiership as well, the soccer. I think those events like provide a really nice space to do something quite to pay a really nice homage in a really mm-hmm. nice way that brings people together and has, you know, like a, a Burberry show or a London fashion week show where people can choose if they want to. And I'm sure a lot of young designers have absolutely no interest in, in the monarchy, the monarchy for those that want to, they can. And it's a nice way for them to express their goodwill towards the queen. And for those that don't, they don't. And it's just, that feels like in a fucking democracy in this day and age, the way it should be. Yeah, it's just well, they they're like yeah, basically British Fashion Council were trying to cancel it, but they like yeah. actually can't. But then it was sort of this like maneuver of sort of making people feel as though it was bad form if they did. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that it's going ahead. Obviously, people are still going to take the piss on social media about it, but they can also fuck off just like that woman who <laughs> ignored Megan's hand. There was this funny tweet that was just like, Royalists are the original stands. How are you posted in front of the palace in the rain for a family who don't give a damn about how you're going to pay for your bills this winter? Because we're literally like our bills. It's so crazy, you guys. The electricity bills here are fucking crazy. And now we're having to pay taxpayer money for like this entire funeral situation. And then all these events are getting cancelled where people would make money. It's just like, this is not So out of touch. Yeah. Agree, hard agree. This is so inappropriate to say, but I'm like excited to see what Meg wears to the funeral. <laughs> I know, but it'll just be so boring. I know. She'll just have to wear like something I love really seeing her and Harry. Black. Like they really, they really did. Said it once, I'll say it again. They just like fucked up big time. Letting, letting them, them go. go, letting those two go. It's like when businesses have great employees that they treat like shit and then they quit and the business never discusses like how they fucked up. They just yeah. hire someone else. But that's that's the other thing. It's like there's like been these things in recent years, these cracks in like the, sh- the sheen of mm-hmm. the monarchy. Like the queen is literally the only one that managed to kind of, obviously there's all of this stuff that they kept behind the scenes of like, you know, tax and uh all of that and like obviously all of the other more uh intense stuff that we already spoke about but like she's the only one that kind of just managed to never had have anything any like shadow on her name mm-hmm. but then yeah obviously like meg and harry leaving shows that there was that that family the firm was like so fucked on the inside and then and so much of what they have insinuated is aimed at Charles and Camilla. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they yeah, kind of made a very special thing to they be ma- like, they none of this came their, from the queen. And they named yeah. their daughter mm-hmm. that Lilibet, <laughs> which is fucked. That, whenever I think about that, it just sounds like, like ribbit, like a frog. Like I just can't, <laughs> so I bad. hate that name so much. Like Lilibet, like I, I hate it. Yeah. So they named their daughter after her. So it's like, she can't have been the one 
being super racist to Meg. I'm just finding herself. Harry like hot again recently. I don't know what's Harry come is, over me. Harry's hot, but he he's looked so sexy little, at the walkabout. Oh, he's such a soft boy though, whispering in Meg's ear. I'm lucky to have you. When did you That's, do that? You told me that. <laughs> You told me that. You told me that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I thought you me- meant it happened at the walkabout. I was he probably like, did happen at the walkabout. He's like so obsessed with her. It's so cute. Yeah. I just love it. And he's, everyone thinks he's like a, yeah, like a soy boy who like doesn't have his own like backbone. But that, that footage was circulating on Twitter of one of his Oprah episodes, which I had never seen, obviously. What? One of his like Oprah mental health documentary episodes. Oh. <laughs> it was like some footage about that, but he's very. I think he's the way more assertive one in terms of like telling the royals to fuck off and make it like I yeah. think people think of him as just like quietly going along with what she says. I think it's like really, really, really not the case. Well, didn't you say even in that Tina Brown book, which if you guys are not Patreon members, you would have missed that we did. We basically did juicy, a yeah. You're Wrong About episode by accident because I was hungover and Grace had read this huge royal book and then just told me everything about the royal family, which um, everyone is like gagging for more of. Yeah. Uh, so that's there if anyone wants to go back and listen to it. But you told me at the time that Tina Brown said that when Harry met Meg, when Harry met Sally, mm-hmm. um, he was already so ready to leave the royals and was already so fed up of all of it and was like publicly saying he wanted to change and he didn't want to do this job. And that was when he met her. So obviously, yeah. And a huge amount of why he liked her, like, yeah. fell in love with her apparently, is because she offered this like out. Yeah. So I think she cops a lot of shit. She's for like, him come to, to LA and we'll make a Netflix come show. To LA. <laughs> come to Soho House. I know the owner. Podcasts? You bet we're going to do one. I can't also believe, like, this is so jarre that Meg came to London and for their first date was like, I know the Soho House owner, so I can get us a, like, room at I know, Soho I think House. About it but Harry would just be like, that is not something that's a flex for me. <laughs> Like, I'm literally in Buckingham Palace and you can get me into Soho House. Like, that is so funny. I love it. I love – I think they're, like I, – I feel like if we said – like, how we said we'd like to be a fly on the wall in J-Lo and Van Affleck's house, I feel like Harry and Meghan are, like, a super – like, you'd go to a dinner with them and you'd be like, oh, they're, like, so in love. I'm really in love. I was laughing yeah. so much um, when we were discussing who would have over for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Harry and Meg. Harry and Meg, definitely. Brooklyn and Nicola. <laughs> Harry and Meg. What's the most cursed dinner? Harry and Meg, Brooklyn and Nicola, J Lo and Ben. Like that. J Lo and Ben. Yeah. God fucking knows what would happen there. That would be insane. That's like a that's like a performance art piece. Them in a room for twenty four hours. I just want to know so bad what Ben was crying about. When they went out for dinner in Paris after their wedding. Did he cry? He was crying. There's photos of him crying. Yeah, because J-Lo would have just been like, you screamed at him about something. Like, <laughs> yeah. being annoying. <laughs> um, okay, bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.